your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from MileHighSticking.com, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche <clears throat> and the day off. A, a, a day off after a win is always nice. The day just seems to be a lot calmer and smoother. You have uh, the the comfort of knowing that your season has continued and you know, yesterday was just a good day. Nothing really could, could just get to you at least for 24 hours. So uh, today is completely new. Now the anxiety picks up uh, and the nerves start and you're kind of on uh, pins and needles waiting for this game to get going because this is it. This is it. And it's going to be it until this series is over one way or another with the Avalanche victorious or otherwise. Uh, so we're going to get into kind of what to expect from today's game. Uh, we will get into a little bit of mailbag stuff. We had some people send in some stuff, and we're going to talk about the goalie situation with the Avalanche. Uh, but before we get to all that stuff, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, on Lockdown Avalanche over on Instagram, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Whatever is on your mind to locked on avalanche at gmail.com. So, yeah, we have game six tonight, and th- th- this series has just gone in so many different directions. But at the same time, there, you, you, you know, as you're watching it, you're like, man, this is crazy. But there is some kind of fluidity to this series. In things happening in bunches, and that's kind of been the motif of this of this series. Whoever scores is probably going to score two or three in a row before the other team scores. So, uh, and that that seems to be the mo of this series. Oddly enough, maybe for Dallas, because you know the Avalanche, we fully expect them to score. Where this barrage of goals has come from, the Dallas Stars. I don't know, but give them credit. They they know they have to score uh, against this team. They they can't rest on a, a one to nothing game because that in all likelihood won't happen. And now that I have said it out loud on a podcast, it probably will happen. Uh, but I, I think for for all right, so if we take each team, Dallas. All Dallas wants to do is have a complete 180 from the effort that they put in from Game 5. I don't know if they maybe took the day off. I I can't imagine they did. When you have a team on the ropes, you want to put them away uh, as quickly as possible. You don't want that team to hang around, especially in the playoffs, especially a team like Colorado. So I think you are going to get uh, the best effort right out of the gate from Dallas to both of these teams want to establish a foothold in this game. They want to establish as being the aggressors, obviously, and clearly you always want to get that first goal. Um, but I think Dallas is, is going to come out and say, you, you took that one from us when we were not at our best. 
and you've seen our best, and we're going to give that back to you. Uh, I don't the, the the first shift that they had in game five, the one that kind of set, excuse me, game four, the one that kind of set the tone for that game. I think they want to get back to that as soon as possible. Now the Avalanche, on the other hand, they they have to know that they're going to get the best from the Dallas Stars, the best of what they have to offer, because they didn't get that in the last game, and now you stuck it to them, and you pretty much embarrassed them. So they have every reason to come back and throw it back at you. So not only should the Avalanche be expecting Dallas's best effort right out of the gate, uh, but the Avalanche really can't think about that and just have to go and play like their season depends on it because it does. They can't worry about how Dallas is going to come out. They, they, they should prepare for Dallas to come out as hard and as fast as they can. And if the Avalanche can do that, they and, and they just match that anticipated intensity, then the, the Avalanche will be in, in good shape early on. The, the first five minutes of this game... I think is going to speak volumes to, to, to give you an idea of which team is going to set the pace. Will it be Dallas or will it be Colorado? I, th- I think you're going to see both teams trying to do that, trying to, to set the tone for the game. I think the way that Dallas played in game four, or excuse me, game five, uh, when they were kind of just throwing their bodies around and kind of just knowing that's the only way they can get back in that game is to make the Avs take take stupid penalties, to which they did a couple times. Uh, But unless the game gets out of hand again, uh, you're not going to see that because neither team is just going to take dumb penalties, Uh, or at least they shouldn't. And Dallas, you know, to, to up until that point, was not playing that style of hockey. And then they got down, and then their true colors were shown. Um, and they just started flying around and, and making reckless plays. And the ads can't buy into that. I don't think it'll happen if this game is close because, you know, your star players on both sides of the team are going to want to, or both sides of the ice are going to want to uh, be there for their team <clears throat> and not in the box. Like Kadri said in the Arizona series, he realizes <clears throat> he's a lot better for his team out on the ice and not in the penalty box. And I wish he kept that mentality for last game. But sometimes it just gets the best of him. And that's true for really anybody. You know, when, when you're really sticking it to a team and they're deliberately going after you, trying to get under your skin, and it worked against him. Um, and I think, you know, he's probably had a talking to after the game by Bednar and even some of his teammates, probably McKinnon, say, like, we, we need you on the ice. <clears throat> get back to them by scoring another goal and extending our lead. That's how you get back to them. Not, you know, face washing or anything like that. So, yeah, early on is going to set the tone. I don't think it's tough to say because you know each team wants to get the lead early. But neither team wants to make a mistake. Which is kind of, of, you know, odd the way because this series is gone. Because there's been so much scoring you would almost think teams would you know, be okay taking a chance here or there, uh, knowing that 
the door might be open at some point during the game to get a few goals. And if you give up one, it's really not the end of the world. But because this, there's so much riding on this game, and then if if we get to a game seven, I'm not going to go far into that. Then there's a whole nother layer to this cake, which hopefully we can talk about on how teams come out playing in game seven. It'd be different than how they come out in game six. So I think the Az will do everything they can to establish they are going to be the aggressors in this game and and try like hell to get that first goal. We don't know what the lines are going to be. Jared Bednar did not divulge those until moments before the game. It's probably not going to happen again. But what he did in game five was kind of toy with those lines on the fly in the first period. And it kind of got Dallas off guard. I have no idea what he's going to do this time, but he kind of just threw caution to the wind and just said, let's just mix up these lines and see what happens. And then things settled down as the game went on. Uh, But I I don't think that was just like a test run and maybe even just put something in the minds of Dallas for going into this game saying we have to prepare for that. It's just one more thing that Dallas has to prepare for that we don't even know if the Avalanche are going to do. Just mix and match these lines each time they go out on the ice. You don't really see that a lot. So I can't imagine they would do it again, but it seemed to work. So the doors will be always open for that to happen. Uh, but we need to really do what we can to, if Dallas is going to come out the way they did in game four, we need to really be prepared for that and do the best we can to get through that first five minutes and not give up an early goal. It's the worst thing you want to do is give up something early and then you're fighting and fighting and fighting to get back in. And we all know how Dallas's D has been, save for that last game. And sometimes it's going to be difficult to score on them. So it's going to be an exciting, exciting game, especially in the first few minutes. So I'll be watching that and, and you kind of will get a good idea of who is in charge in those first few minutes. All right, so before we move on, word from our sponsor in Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. And we've talked about Built Bar for weeks now, and with good reason. They make some of the best-tasting protein energy bars on the market. Tastes more like a soft, chewy candy bar than your typical chalkiness protein bar. Uh, And not only do they taste great, they're great for you, and they have flavors that will please the palate of anybody out there. They have 12 original flavors, including German chocolate, banana bread, mint brownie, and salted caramel. And they also just released six brand new flavors. Take your pick between caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry. I think it's Barcia. It's got to be Barcia because it's going off of Cherry Garcia, which would be my inclination i have to try that one i haven't tried that one yet lemon almond cheesecake oh my god carrot cake apple almond crisp i mean i could eat all of those in one sitting just because i could not i wouldn't be able to pick one of those flavors those sound absolutely fantastic they're very good for you 19 grams of protein in each bar 180 calories 5 grams of sugar 5 grams of net carbs 
They're just insanely healthy. They taste amazing. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get $10 off any order. Not just your first order anymore, any order. So go to LOCKEDON, excuse me, go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and you get $10 off your first order, no matter what it is. Great tasting stuff. Head over there now. All right, welcome back, and we are going to dig into the mailbag here in a second. A few good questions coming from the masses, uh, and this is kind of like a running thing. I'll post to the day that I'm going to do a mailbag segment, but you can send anything you want, anytime you want, and I'll hang on to it till we do the mailbag segment. So uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter, so like I said in the beginning, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Uh, you can just send me a message through that. Or if you want to email it, lockedonavalanche at gmail.com, which is where I got some for today. Um, so the first one comes from at DJ Nick Papa G. And he asks, can the Avalanche overcome these injuries in the playoffs? It's one thing to overcome them in the regular season. It's a different animal in the playoffs. Yes, it is. And I think, I mean, why would we have any reason to believe that they can't? Sure, it is a different animal when you're in the playoffs. Uh, I think you know the, the the want to, as they say, uh, is there a little bit more in the playoffs, um, and there's not as much pressure on these young guys during the regular season. Uh, it's amped up in in the playoffs, but I think you know wh- why would we have any reason to believe that the Avs couldn't overcome it? Yes, it it, it will be a different challenge, uh, and and I think. It's it's more about the guys that you've lost, how they had been playing. Namely, these ones obviously are Calvert and Johnson. Johnson had been playing the best hockey of the year for him, um, and to lose him, and and the whole thing with all this is like we have no idea when they're coming back. Uh, maybe we'll get some miraculous right before the game because we don't know. Who the starters are going, or not the starters? Who are the, you know what the lines are going to be? Um, maybe he'll show up on the ice, and that will just give this team a massive lift. Uh, and same thing with Calvert. <clears throat> that that those are huge losses. Now Grubauer, obviously he's our starting goalie. Had been playing pretty well, uh, but then you know we we had touted this two-headed monster of our. Goalies, so we were okay with Francois, and now we don't know what's wrong with him. Got the dreaded unfit to play. So will he be back? And we will answer that question in the next segment. Um, although I don't know the answer to it. So yeah, I mean the injury bug continues to hit the Avalanche, even in the postseason. They they put up with it in the regular season and dealt with it well. So we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and and say that they can pull through it, and they looked good in the last game doing it with with guys that we really haven't seen all year long in Timmins, namely in Hutchinson. So, yeah, can they do it? I, I, I wouldn't not write them off. Uh, next one comes from good old Scrooge McPuck. and he wants to know: Could the Avs' slow start in this series be contributed to? Quote, bubble exhaustion. Never thought of that, but excellent question. Excellent observation. Could it be that, I mean, these guys have nowhere to go. 
are are they just getting tired of their surroundings? Maybe uh, I'm sure that they are, but does it translate to their game and their play? I, that I don't know. I I I could not say. But all I could all the only thing I could do is put like a psychology hat on and say, put yourself in that situation and really think about that. You are in this mini city and the only you are on the same people day in and day out. You don't get to go home to the comfort of your house or apartment uh, with your wife and kids if you have them and animals you don't get that it is the same it is it might get monotonous um does that have an effect on you i'm sure that it does but does it have an effect on how you play uh it could maybe in the very beginning of the game possibly but i think that rust i mean i wouldn't even call it rust i don't even know what you would call it uh would wear off pretty quickly because you get into game flow very fast once that puck drops you kind of forget probably that you're uh in a in a bubble city even when there's no fans there you probably are losing sight of that throughout the game um because you're so focused on what you have to do so i'm sure once the game is over there's some like uh like i can't go home right now i just have to go back to my hotel room so uh, if you're into podcasts, like I'm into podcasts, go listen to this one called The Habitat. Uh, it's a fantastic study that is still done. They do it every single year, and it, it's like a NASA program that they put six or seven people into a very tiny igloo almost on a uh, deactivated volcano out in Hawaii. And they monitor them for the entire year to replicate what it would be like if we put people on Mars. And it's incredible. That is, you know, uh, 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 I'm not trying to say that's what the Avalanche and these teams are going through. But to them, it probably feels like what people in the Habitat are going through. So uh, go go listen to that if you, you want to have uh, some entertaining story of people living on a deactivated volcano and it's crazy because they, they go out into the vol- they have to do like these they call them like mars walks they can't just walk out they can't just leave uh if they want to go outside they're going to do like research they have to put the whole uniform on and be, go through the decompression process even though they could just walk outside if they wanted to but no they've committed to this thing it's awesome i'm getting off but go listen to it it's fantastic um but that's a good question. Uh, and, and, and the answer to it, and it's not a cop-out, is I just don't know because I'm not there. But putting myself in that situation, uh, it would probably get to me uh, if a game was not being played. So I, I hope that answers it in some roundabout way. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the goalie situation and what could it look like for Game 6. All right. We're back and continuing with our mailbag segment. One more. Well, a few people asked about this, and it, it's basically just about the goalie situation. Who Who is going to start? Who do you think is going to start? Do you know anything about Francois? No, I don't know any of that stuff. Uh, I can 
uh, maybe just give my opinion and surmise what I think is going to happen, but we don't know. And and not knowing the injury, if it is an injury to Fransos, um, uh, it's tough to say. Okay, if Fransos is healthy, he plays. It's pretty cut and dry. Uh, and, and, I, and I've been seeing things online and comments about uh, putting Hutchinson back in there, even if Fransos is okay. I am amazed how quickly people will turn on an athlete uh, when the, the person who replaces him plays well or well enough, but it wasn't like he was you know, this masterful performance. He was serviceable, and he deserves congratulations. But Fransos is is the next guy. If he is healthy enough, if it's not an injury, he is in there. No questions asked. This is not even a debate. Uh, if if he's injured, then I think he would. I don't even know if he would back up. Would you want an injured Pablo Pablo Fransos backing up, or would you want a healthy Hunter Miska backing up? I would want the healthy player um, and then go with Hutchinson to start another game. Uh, Or maybe Burkowski miraculously comes back. Maybe everybody miraculously comes back tonight and we don't have to worry about injuries for at least another game. Uh, But (laughs) I don't see that happening. But in terms of of goalie, like I said, it's going to be set in stone it's going to revolve around the health and availability, I guess. I keep saying health like he's injured, but we have no idea of Pavel, Pavel Francos. If, if he's good to go, he's in there. Um, but then things get dicey on if it is an injury, how much percentage does he feel healthy um, and go from there. And then, you know, Jared Bednar is tuned in to these guys. He knows the answers to all this stuff. He he knows what he's going to do based around the health uh, and, and, and his feelings on who will give them the best opportunity to win. So uh, we'll see. I, I, I just have a, a feeling with the day off, um, I just feel like Francois will be back. I, I don't. I, I didn't see anything wrong with him. I didn't notice when he got taken out. It was after that freakish Kale McCarr play, so it wasn't like you know uh, Grubauer who went down. You could clearly tell it was a, a groin injury, um, and had to be helped off the ice. You knew right then and there he was going to be going to be done. Francois, they took him out just to get him out of the game. I thought they took him out because they were going to use him the following day because it was a back to back just to give him a little bit of extra rest. Doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, we probably will find out at a later date what exactly happened. But yeah, I, I, if he's if he's good to go, he's between the pipes. So what do you think? Who should be the starter? Depending on the uh, the scenario, if, if uh, Fransos is healthy and good to go, does he deserve to be the starter? I say yes. If you feel like Hutchinson deserves another start, let me know why. Um, and anything else that is on your mind, send it to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com or over on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. All right, that's going to be it for today. Um, Got to get it. I mean, I, I know it's pretty... Simple to say it, but 
once again, your season is on the line. And uh, I think you're going to get a great effort just like you did last game. So hopefully we will be back tomorrow with uh, happy, smiling faces. So enjoy the game. And here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!